Research can have a tremendously positive impact on people's lives, but it can also sometimes be a little hard to see where the research rubber meets the road. That is not the case with the Virginia Tech Transportation Institute's Share the Road program, which has taken their research related to driver safety to more than 20,000 high school students across four states since its inception. So I'm curious what the research is behind the program, how it got started in the first place, and how are students and even teachers responding to this innovative curriculum? Well, the Institute's Matt Camden and Scott Tidwell were kind enough to walk me through all of those answers and more. Both Matt and Scott work within VTTI's Division of Freight Transit and Heavy Vehicle Safety. Matt's a senior research associate and group leader, while Scott is a senior field researcher technician. We chatted a little about the research behind the Share the Road program. We talked about what they do when they actually go out and work with high schoolers, and they even shared a few tips for some more, well, let's say seasoned drivers such as myself. I'm Travis Williams, and this is the Virginia Tech Office of Research and Innovations, Curious Conversations. Well, I guess right off the bat, I know you all have done all, a lot of research and you have this great program called Share the Road, which I think Share the Road is geared towards taking your research to high school students in the mid-Atlantic states, I think across four states in the mid-Atlantic. So maybe briefly explain, like for somebody who's never heard of it, what is Share the Road? Yeah, absolutely. So the Virginia Tech Transportation Institute has been doing heavy vehicle research for the past 20 years. And what we have found across many of our studies is that when we're investigating like what causes crashes involving trucks and other vehicles like cars, pickup trucks, SUVs, and minivans, 78% of all of the crashes and near crashes in a crash involving a truck and a car are actually the fault of the person driving the smaller vehicle. It's, it's usually not the truck driver. Um, what we see like in the news is that everyone's really quick to blame truck drivers for, for causing these events. But the research actually shows the opposite. Um, it's usually the people driving around the trucks that, that lead to the events. So we got thinking, well, why is this, you know, why are the cars causing these types of crashes and near crashes. So we got to think, you know, well, well, maybe people just weren't really educated about driving around trucks. Maybe they don't know the strategies. Um, so about 10 years ago, uh, we did a small study where we looked at the driver's ed curriculums in all 50 states. And we actually found that only 50% of the states require information on sharing the road or in other words, driving around large vehicles. So large vehicles could be your traditional tractor trailer, but it could also be like a transit bus or a motor coach or even like a dump truck. Um, but that also means that 50% of the states don't require it. So it's highly likely those teens or those new drivers aren't really getting that information. So that's a big gap. Um, we actually followed up that first study with a pilot test. So we put together kind of a in-person hands-on event to teach teens about driving around trucks. And we implemented it in a school in West Virginia just to see like, do kids like this? Do the driver's ed teachers like it? And obviously does it work? Um, and what we found was that 
yes, it, teachers liked it. Yes, the, the students liked it. And it actually helps students remember the information more compared to just like reading about it in a textbook, which is the vast majority of the driver's ed curriculum right now. You know, now that you're saying that, I, I don't think that my driver's education class, which I'm a, I'm a little bit older than probably anybody that you've ever worked with. I think that everything I knew about driving around tractor trailers or big trucks came from watching Smokey and the Bandit. Um, and I don't know that that's the best knowledge base. How do you all go about getting that research that, that backs up this program? Well, first, as Matt mentioned, we evaluated driver education programs across all 50 states. So that involved surveying individual teachers at different schools throughout these states, capturing that feedback, as well as doing a comprehensive literature review across the country on what programs we're using, the types of textbooks that were out there, other supplemental materials such as DVDs, um, online videos. So we kind of captured what was being used at the time and then how can we improve that? And there are other programs out there. The American Trucking Association has a road team that does sharing the road events. Some fleets throughout the country will do this, but there's not enough uh, people that provide this type of program to reach the vast majority of team drivers out there. So we were able to develop our program, kind of looking at what other programs do, but then really taking the bread and butter of what we do, our heavy vehicle research, and being able to use that data and especially the naturalistic driving data that we capture. So when we put cameras in trucks, other sensors such as radar, accelerometers, and then truck drivers just go about their normal daily routines and we're capturing this data and these camera views. And we can really see what goes on in the real world out there on the roadways. So we have lots of events captured showing passenger vehicles doing things they shouldn't do. And we actually incorporate that into our sharing the road program. So it's, that really sets the stage for the students once they go outside and get in the driver's seat of that tractor trailer. Kind of gives them that first point of view. And then when they go out and they're hands on, they can really take that from the classroom and implement that in the truck and see what truck drivers really can and can't see out on the roadway. That's awesome. So you, you all take some of your naturalistic driving studies and, and show them that. Um, and you also take a truck to the schools and uh, have them sit in the truck and actually experience uh, blind spots. What is the part of your programming where you get the most aha moments from students? Yeah, it's definitely the experience you just mentioned. It's when the students climb up into the driver's seat of the truck and really see for themselves what it's like from that truck driver's point of view. Because usually before the students get inside the truck, they've walked around it um, we've talked to the students about passing trucks or following the truck too closely. Um, we have vehicles placed around the truck in the blind spots. And when they get up inside the cab of that tractor and look in the windows or in the mirrors, they realize that I was just standing beside this SUV right beside the truck and I can't see it at all now. So it's just like realization of like, First of all, like what is a blind spot? Everyone hears about blind spots. Everyone kind of knows what they are. But the most common reaction that I get when I'm doing this and, and Scott, feel free to jump in is the kids get up there and they're like, oh, that's what you meant. Right. And that really demonstrates like we 
need to do better than just like talking about driving safely, right? It's the real benefit of this program is having the students like really see it firsthand because when the teens get behind the wheel of their own car, when they're out there by themselves, the teachers are actually telling us they're seeing a difference when they're in the behind the wheel portion. The key, the kids are actually driving differently around trucks based on what they've learned in the program when we're with them. Scott, is that about the same for you when it comes to aha moments? Yes, I think that's the biggest aha moment is when they sit in the driver's seat of the truck, like Matt mentioned. But a few smaller ones might be, you know, when we, we talk about that the majority of crashes or near crashes are the fault of the person driving the passenger vehicle. That's kind of an eye-opening moment for them, too, because as Matt said, most people want to blame the truck driver. And we typically survey the kids prior to our visit, and they usually get that question wrong. We ask who they think's at fault in the majority of cases. And I would say probably it's somewhere in the 85 to 90% always say it's the, the truck driver. So that's kind of eye-opening for them as well. And then one stat that really is powerful and it's the most recently uh, statistics available show that on average, there's 138 crashes every day between a teen driver and a large truck on our roadways here in the United States. And that's very eye-opening and powerful to those students when they see that in the classroom presentation. Wow. I have a four-year-old and he's now no longer allowed to drive until he's 20 uh, just to get out of that window. During some of the busier traffic seasons. I'm curious what some tips you all might give a, uh, I don't want to say an older driver, but let's say a veteran driver like myself uh, when it comes to just moving safely down the highway or interstate. So our program focuses on five tips for driving around trucks. Um, and really those tips are the same, whether you're a brand new driver or you've been driving for 50 years. It's really all the same practices. So the first tip is just knowing where the blind spots are around a tractor trailer or another type of large vehicle. So you might be surprised, there's actually four blind spots around large trucks. Of course, you have the ones on the, on the left side and the right side. The right side blind spot's the most dangerous one. You really want to avoid hanging out on the right side of a tractor trailer, if at all possible. But there's also a really long blind spot or no zone back behind the truck. It can actually go 200 feet back behind a tractor trailer where the truck driver is not going to be able to see. And then the fourth one is directly in front of the tractor trailer. And every truck's kind of manufactured a little bit differently. But those kind of traditional tractor trailers like the Mack trucks or the Peterbilt trucks that are like the classic icon of uh, a tractor trailer, those trucks can have a blind spot up to 20 feet out in front of their truck that the truck driver is not going to be able to see. So if you like are walking around the front of that tractor trailer, you're very likely going to be invisible to that, to that driver. So that's the first strategy. Scott, do you want to talk about the second one? So the second strategy we teach is properly passing trucks. And by that, we mean you're ready. If you're approaching the truck and you need to get by it, how do you do so safely? So as Matt mentioned, the passenger side nose under blind spot is the biggest and most dangerous. So you want to avoid passing on the right side. You want to make sure that you pass on the driver's side or the left side of that truck. That is the smallest no-zone area that you can pass through. And you want to make sure that you can move steadily by. You don't ever want to linger next to these big trucks because the truck driver may initially see you approach. But if you linger next to it in that driver's side no-zone, the truck driver may check the mirrors, not see you, 
and they want to change lanes and can run you off the road. So make sure the roadway is clear in front that you can get fully past the truck at a steady speed. And then once you pass that truck, don't cut trucks off. That's our third strategy. So you want to make sure that you see the entire front of the truck from the bumper to the top in your rear view mirror. That way you know you're at a safe distance down the road to get back over in front of that truck. Yeah, so the, the fourth strategy is don't get squeezed. So I'm sure when you guys are, are driving around trucks, a lot of trucks like have this sign on the back of them saying like this truck makes wide right turns. Well, trucks make wide turns because they're so big, right? The tractor trailers typically are at least 65 feet long, maybe even longer. And they are very wide. They're eight and a half feet wide usually. So that basically means they take up the whole lane. So if the truck is coming through kind of a tight intersection or going around a very curvy road, those back trailer tires are going to have to go outside of that lane just so they can turn. Um, well, a lot of times people will see a truck kind of move to the left a little bit before turning right. And we see all the time cars take that opportunity to try to squeeze by that truck and get ahead of them. And unfortunately what happens is the truck driver is not going to see you like trying to squeeze by and the truck's going to keep turning and you're going to get hit. You could get squeezed up against the curb or street signs or stoplights or pedestrians that may be on a sidewalk. Um, so we really, really emphasize if you see a truck with a turn signal on, just hang back stay behind the truck, let that truck do its maneuver, and then you can go down the road. You can just follow it, but don't try to kind of rush by that truck. I know they, they take these things slow, um, but it's better to be safe and stay back behind them as, as they're making those tight turns. And then the last strategy we talk about is you never want to tailgate a tractor trailer um, because really, if you're too close to the back of the truck, remember, it takes up the whole lane. They're usually 13, 13 and a half feet tall. So if you're right back behind that bumper, it's kind of like you have this wall in front of you. You're not going to be able to see around it. You're not going to be able to see over it. So if there's traffic up in front of that truck, you're not going to know about it until it's too late, right? You're not going to be able to preemptively slow down your car. You're going to have to wait for those truck brake lights to come on before you know what to do. Um, also, like the truck's really high off the road. It's a big vehicle. So if there's debris in the road, the truck's probably just going to straddle it and go over it. But our cars are just much lower to the ground. If we're tailgating that truck, we're not going to have much time to maneuver or react to something that's in the road because it's all of a sudden just going to appear right in front of us. And then kind of the last reason we don't want to tailgate trucks is because like if that truck hits its brakes really hard and if we don't react in time, we could rear end it. Right. I mean, that's same with with any kind of tailgating event. But if a small vehicle rear ends a tractor trailer, it's called an underride crash. Because that trailer is really high off the ground, the front of our car can actually go underneath it. And it's a very, very serious type of crash. Um, almost always serious injuries, if not a fatality. So we want people to just stay far enough back behind that truck to give ourselves enough time to react to anything that's coming in the road up ahead. So what we tell teens and adult drivers the same, 
If you're following a tractor trailer going down the interstate high-speed road, you want to see both side mirrors of that truck up ahead. That's going to actually put you over 200 feet back, which is a safe following distance. You're going to be at least three seconds back behind that truck, which is what we what we learned. That's a safe following distance. Now, if we're like going down downtown Blacksburg on Main Street, where the speed limit's 25 miles per hour, you don't have to be that far back. Um, you can say closer, but you want to at least see the driver's side mirror on that tractor trailer. That way you know the truck driver can see you. And also, you can probably get a good feel for what's happening up in front of that truck as well. That's awesome. What do you all like most about what you're doing? What I really enjoy is like putting this knowledge about heavy vehicle cr crashes and how to prevent them to use and hopefully save our teens' lives, the next future generation of drivers' lives, help them make make them better drivers. I, I think that's really rewarding because ultimately, if we can save one life with this program, all of our effort, all of our past research, I think is worth it. Yeah, I agree with Matt. I mean, it's very rewarding to go out to these schools and, and take that work we've done. Matt and I have been at VTTI a long time. And to be able to take that work and go out there and put it to practice and, and teach these teens and others, you know, uh, the driver education instructors quite often say they're very surprised when they get in the driver's seat of that tractor trailer of how big these blind spots are. So to be able to put this research to practice and pass this knowledge on is very rewarding for us. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing I'd like to point out, even though up to this point we're focusing on kind of the mid-Atlantic areas of, uh, of the country, we are currently going across the entire continental United States. Just this uh, this fall semester, we're going to be going to Maine and then, yeah, and Pennsylvania. And then in March, we're going to be going across the country and doing our first school on the West Coast. We're going to be going to Oregon. So if any of your listeners, no matter where you are in the United States, if you have a high school that, that you're interested in Virginia Tech coming out to, please just let us know and we'll try to work that into our schedule. At this point in time, we've reached almost 22,000 teen drivers. And we're also expanding, as you mentioned, this could be applicable to drivers, not just teens, but of all ages. So we have started doing community events as well. So I know Matt is leading later this fall a touch-a-truck event in Roanoke. I'll be driving the VTTI Sharing the Road Tractor Trailer in the Delaware Special Olympics Parade. Um, and we have some other community events planned as well. So that's another way we're getting this message out there. Well, that's awesome. Well, it sounds like you all have quite a bit of driving uh, ahead of yourselves as well. Yes, yes. Thanks to Matt and Scott for sharing a little about their research, their efforts to help better prepare young drivers, and their insights as to how we might all move a little bit more safely down the highway. If you or someone you know would make for a great curious conversation, email me at traviskw at vt.edu. I'm Travis Williams, and this has been the Virginia Tech Office of Research and Innovations, Curious Conversations.